0: All cats, old enough to catch their own prey, gather here beneath the podcast for a clan meeting. Welcome to Paws and Claws, a podcast where we read the Warrior Cats books in chronological order. I'm Jill, joined by my co-host and sleepy little guy, Scout, and today we will be discussing The Prophecies Begin, Book 1, Into the Wild. how are you today
1: oh i'm such a sleepy little guy You're so sleepy i'm so sleep jim just a sneeper i'm uh i'm great i had a great time with this it's great to be it we're really fucking back we really you know are what i mean I literally
0: i right uh my husband just got home and when I said, oh yeah, Scout and I are recording today, and he's like, already? I'm like, yeah, because we're going to the zoo on Sunday, remember? He's like, oh yeah, that's right. And I was like, you know, Eric, rereading the very first book published in the series, I know I've you know, we've had a podcast about this for months. I am now truly back on my bullshit, <laughs> is how I feel after <laughs> reading this book. I am, like, so... Fuck it, we ball. We're, it's, we're so in it now. We're so
1: in it. <laughs> it's so true. Reading this is really... It's, it's really just like, yeah, man. Fucking yeah, dude. Yeah. Yeah, hell yeah, brother. <laughs> yeah. Good... Uh, good, good times, excited to talk about it, but before we, before we get into that, how is The Prey running today?
0: Well, The Prey is running all right. Uh, I made, so, what Eric and I have been doing a lot, instead of making, like, a big pizza for us to share, because we both kind of have, like, mostly the same taste in pizza toppings, but I like black olives, and he does not, and there's, like, a couple other things that, like, we differ on for, Mm -hmm. for toppings. Uh, and he likes a lot more sauce than I do. Um, uh, we've started getting like these non flats from the store, oh, like the garlic mm-hmm. non, uh, and we use those as the pizza crust. So today, for my lunch, because we had some left over, just sitting in the freezer, I made myself a pizza with pesto instead of red sauce mozzarella and bacon and it was hell yeah so good that
1: sounds very tasty it was very tasty um, and uh very uh a lot of ingenuity there
0: yeah the, uh, it was, the, use of the it was it was it was me convincing myself we have food at home we have food at home <laughs> um <laughs> but yesterday i went back to uh my craft group because i hadn't been last month due to the bronchitis incident ah uh, yes the um, sickness the illness the green cough <laughs> uh and i went back to the coffee shop that i always go to beforehand and they had their fall drink menu out baby oh hell yeah i love a fall drink so menu. i got a brown sugar spice ice latte yesterday morning and it was so good. Fuck yeah. Love that. Sounds yeah. so good. It was very delicious.
1: How about you? What's what's the food situation been like? Food situation has been good. Um last night mom made a lasagna. It was a uh like a, a bechamel lasagna. Ooh! Um, okay. With, instead of having like a meat sauce in it, it was a uh, roasted butternut squash with then um, like a ricotta cheese mixture and a little bit of like nutmeg and white sauce. It was so tasty. Dude, this just
0: cements the fact that I need to come visit because I need to like eat your mom's cooking expeditiously. It's so true.
1: You gotta, you gotta come eat the food. It was so good. And I might have those leftovers for a late lunch after we record, or I might throw I have some pizza leftovers frozen in the freezer myself, and so I might have that. Not a not not as homespun uh, as homespun. <laughs> as yes, yours. clearly it's, it is. Uh, <laughs> it is leftover pizza from a pizza place around here. It's uh, mm, I love an pizza. all meats, is packed with all the meats. That's always a really good pizza. Honestly, it's a fun. It's a fun. It's a fun time. It's not one that I want to get every time, but when you do have no, it, a exactly. like, yeah, this is a
0: treat. Yeah, I one hundred percent agree. Oh man. Um, I don't have a fanfic update because I have been, first of all, it's only been like four days since our last recording. (laughs) And in that time, I have been so busy with work.
1: Uh, Yeah, um, it's been, I feel like... It's been a very
0: busy week. There's been a lot of big climactic stuff happening in the games that I've been running. Mm -hmm. Uh, So it has taken a a bit of a toll, uh, which is why I was so glad that I had today off because I was like, ah... I can breathe because uh, those of you who who know, I I run uh, D&D and other games for uh, my other job. And on Monday, we reached a very climactic point in my middle of the day game. And then that evening, we accidentally finished the campaign that we've been running. (laughs) Tuesday, we reached a very climactic point in our day game and my evening game. Yeah. Lots of uh, lots of big emotions. And then uh yesterday we had a very, very emotional session of our candle keep campaign.
1: I am in I'm it was such a delight. We started out that session thinking we were going to do a heist and it was a heist in a way, but then mm-hmm. it was also a puzzle dungeon, which was great. And then also emotional turmoil. Yeah. Uh, but in the in the best way possible.
0: Yeah. You know, it's been, been a long week of work, so I don't have an update on fanfic because I have been busy doing other stuff. Uh, but hopefully... you been
1: getting that back. I have been getting that writing back. Them, writing them stories, <laughs> weaving them tales for us.
0: But hopefully I will have more by the next time we record. We do have a quiz today if you'd like to take it. Yes. Quiz, 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 quiz. There is a quiz on what? how well do you know Into the Wild? Test your knowledge why on the first click, ever Warrior Cats I book. Why click that?
1: Is there two cats kissing here Hello,
0: in the preview
1: image? Hello? <laughs> what do you mean? Do you not see this when you click on the preview image? I'm going to send you a screenshot. Oh my god. What the hell? <laughs> I don't know incredible my favorite the it's really it, it's a it's a fun game uh a little game that i play with myself every time i click on a a, a link from the warrior cats website in our work documents for the pay, for for the podcast uh because there's always some inexplicably unrelated piece of fan art that when i load the page that i'm going to is nowhere in sight and then yeah. <laughs> i can't find it and i don't and i'll never and it's a mystery yeah and it will forever remain a mystery Mm-hmm. Well, let's take this quiz. Done. Six out of
0: six. Let's go. Same here, baby. <laughs> Read this book so many goddamn times. GG
1: easy.
0: GG easy. Actually, those were very easy questions.
1: They were, they, I mean, some of, these, some, some of these quizzes eshamteric. have had some very very odd questions. We've we've taken some hyper specific ones. This was pretty basic. But yeah, six out of six. We know what we're fucking talking about, gamers. Yeah, there you go. This is our uh, credentials. Well, let's get into it, huh? Yeah, we have a tale for us.
0: A young house cat named Rusty awakens from a dream in which he's hunting in the forest. A stark contrast to his normal life. Emboldened, he makes his way into the forest, despite the warnings of his friend Smudge, where Rusty is confronted by a young ThunderClan apprentice named Graypaw. He ends up speaking to Bluestar and Lionheart, who are impressed by his courage in fighting Graypaw, even though he is a kittypet. They offer him a place in ThunderClan, and Rusty asks for the night to think it over. The next day, he's made up his mind and comes to join ThunderClan, Though Longtail, a warrior, challenges Rusty's place in the clan and the two fight. Rusty defeats Longtail and in their fight his collar is torn off, which is seen by the others as a symbolic representation of the end of his time as a kitty pet. He is given the name Firepaw, but shortly after, another apprentice, Ravenpaw, runs into the camp to tell everyone terrible news. Redtail, the ThunderClan deputy, is dead, killed by Oakheart, the RiverClan deputy, and avenged by Tigerclaw, a ThunderClan warrior. In his stead, Lionheart is named deputy of ThunderClan. Firepaw trains alongside Graypaw and Ravenpaw under Lionheart and Tigerclaw, and soon establishes himself as an apprentice of the clan. One day, on his first solo mission, Firepaw runs into and fights with Yellowfang, an exiled ShadowClan medicine cat. He catches prey for her but is scolded, and Yellowfang is brought back to ThunderClan camp as a prisoner. For punishment, Firepaw is apprenticed to Bluestar, and given the duty of caring for Yellowfang instead of training. During their time together, Firepaw develops a friendly relationship with the old cat getting the sense that she has suffered many hardships. This is only confirmed when Firepaw goes to the Gathering and they learn that Brokenstar, leader of ShadowClan, has driven WindClan from their territory and warns the clans of a ShadowClan cat exiled for harming kids. Naturally, ThunderClan suspects Yellowfang, but Firepaw and Bluestar don't believe it and allow her to remain. Thunderclan is now the only clan to stand against ShadowClan. And so the camp prepares for an attack while Bluestar, Tigerclaw, Greypaw, Ravenpaw, and Firepaw prepare for a trip to the Moonstone for guidance from StarClan. While there, Tigerclaw flees the Moonstone, leaving Firepaw and Bluestar alone. When she awakens from her visit with StarClan, Bluestar is worried and they travel back as quick as possible to Thunderclan getting attacked by rats along the way. This results in Bluestar losing a life. Back at the camp, ShadowClan has attacked and Lionheart is killed in battle while Yellowfang protects the kits from the ShadowClan deputy, Blackfoot. Tigerclaw is named the next deputy of ThunderClan and Ravenpaw confesses to Firepaw why he's been so nervous lately. He knows the secret, that Tigerclaw killed Redtail not Oakheart. Tigerclaw starts to spread rumors that Ravenpaw is a traitor, and Firepaw fears for his friend's life. Soon after, Frostfur's kits are stolen, Yellowfang goes missing, and Spottedleaf, the ThunderClan medicine cat, is killed. The clan believes Yellowfang is responsible for these events, but Bluestar trusts in Firepaw and later Greypaw to find Yellowfang and learn the truth. In addition to this, Firepaw knows they have to help Ravenpaw leave. So he and Greypaw take Ravenpaw with them and tell him to go stay with Barley, a farm cat they met on their way back from the Moonstone. Firepaw and Greypaw find Yellowfang who shares the truth. Clawface, a Shadowclan warrior, killed Spotted Leaf and stole the kits, and Yellowfang went after them to get them back. White Storm's patrol finds Firepaw and Graypaw, while Yellowfang goes to get the exiled ShadowClan elders to help them, and together they resolve to attack Brokenstar and stop his rule over ShadowClan. After the fight, which results in Brokenstar fleeing, the kits are rescued and the cats return to ThunderClan, where Yellowfang is instated as ThunderClan's medicine cat, Firepaw and Graypaw announce that Ravenpaw died in ShadowClan territory, and Graypaw and Firepaw are given their warrior names, Graystripe and Fireheart. Newly named Fireheart tries to go speak to Bluestar about Tigerclaw's treachery and Ravenpaw's fate, but must sit his silent vigil. It is in this time that he realizes the threat of Tigerclaw will loom over his head in the moons to come, this is a cat who poses great danger to his new home.
1: Let's fucking go. We're in it. Going, listening to the, the summary and thinking about it, I've had a realization. Mm-hmm. Firepaw in this story with continually failing to tell Bluestar about Ravenpaw and Tigerclaw is the same thing that happened <laughs> with Grey Wing when he wouldn't tell anybody of Oh my, my god, you're so right. Wow. It, like, these scenes where it's like a, a fucking Arrested Development mm-hmm. comedy of errors. Like, mm-hmm. oh, shucks. Oh, I didn't get to tell her. Oh. I'll tell her later. Oh, Beans, I forgot. Oh, no, I forgot to tell her, even though we were training for hours alone. I don't know why it doesn't, uh, it's probably partially nostalgia or partially yeah. just that we've read enough of these books now at this point that it didn't occur to me until just now instead of, like, being frustrating when I was reading. Mm-hmm. That's, that's making me laugh.
0: Man, what a good fucking book. I'm just gonna what? say it. I was fully, great... I was fully expected to go into this and be like, oh, this wasn't as good as when I read it as a kid." Nah, it fucking rules, actually. <laughs> um, specifically, I wrote down, "God, what an intro!" Because the first, the p- prologue the is prologue so is strong. so so strong. Like, no wonder I fucking ate this shit up when I was a kid. Because the prologue fucks severely.
1: It fucks and it's so good. You get two scenes in the prologue. You get this battle at Sunning Rocks, and you get Blue Star and Spotted Leaf discussing the state of the clan. And mm-hmm. they're very, like, there's this big action scene and then this very sort of quiet scene. And in just like those couple of pages, you get it. You, you know understand
0: what I mean? exactly what is happening in this. Forest. You understand
1: exactly what you are get what you are in for when you read the book. It is the, masterful. The <laughs> setup of the world building is like so good without being over explaining and without being too vague. Yeah, it's so and
0: it. I just I really noted the first two paragraphs of the prologue as being like just so good at setting the
1: scenery, like setting the scene. Right, and and sort of like discussing, like, it is very clearly, these books know, this book knows what genre it is mm-hmm. uh, in like the best kind of way. Do you know what I mean? No, absolutely. Uh, so I do want to read just the first two paragraphs, if that's yeah. all right. Yeah,
0: go for it. A half moon glowed on smooth granite boulders, turning them silver. The silence was broken only by the ripple of water from the swift black river and the whisper of trees in the forest beyond. There was a stirring in the shadows and from all around, lithe dark shapes crept stealthily over the rocks. Unsheathed claws glinted in the moonlight. Wary eyes flashed like amber. And then, as if on a silent signal, the creatures leaped at each other and suddenly the rocks were alive with wrestling, screeching cats. Like, come on, dude! (laughs) It's so fucking good because it builds up such a sense of, like, what is happening here? And you get... The idea, like, this sudden, slowly building tension of, like, oh, shit's about to pop off. And then you're like, oh, my God, it's fucking
1: cats. Hell yeah, dude. It's fucking cats. Hell yeah. And it does... I have owned three cats. I've experienced a small-scale version of this, you know? Mm -hmm. like You can tell. you (laughs) You know when shit is about to pop off between cats. And it is exactly like this. Yeah, it is like there is very much
0: silence, silence. And then it is just like, you don't even see it start. It just
1: is like it's a, just the snap of a going. finger. It's mm-hmm. so good. It's so fun. And it's such, oh, it just really sets up, like, I can't, I cannot stress enough how well it sets up, like, what the book is going to be. Mm-hmm. Like, you know exactly what you're going to read. You're going to read um, about Kat's fucking beating the shit out of each other.
0: <laughs> and also huge dramatic politics because it is literally a battle for Sunning Rocks and that is going to be a thing forever. And it has been a
1: thing forever. I can't believe how many fucking times they fight over Sunning Rocks. But I'm
0: like... It, it really just hammers home like the, dial- like the dialogue is so well picked out mm-hmm. to like give you just as much information without it being overloading because you're like Zach exactly. yep, okay we know that there's these two groups of cats they're both fighting over this one spot they both want it it's been a thing for a while and they are not gonna let the other one win like it is mm-hmm. very it's very good
1: it's a great it's a great time you get introduced to some of the names mm-hmm. and then once we transition into you even get you get a sense of the power dynamics with yes. redtail and tiger claw here um and you even have uh, then transitioning into the blue star and spotted leaf scene like you get star clan name drop and you're mm-hmm. like okay these cats have religion yeah <laughs> welcome welcome to the book they're fighting they have society they have religion they're cats done yeah exactly and there's a prophecy boom
0: we've got it there's a that, prophecy like boom, everything fuck. you need to know is in that prologue it's so well executed it's a really really well executed prologue um it it makes sense why everyone lost their fucking minds <laughs> it's true oh man but i as i also said to you over chat earlier i was like man i hardly took any notes because i was just having such a fun time rereading this book
1: it really is you know being back with your old friends mm-hmm. um i didn't take too i didn't find myself having like too many interesting thoughts or notes i mean i have what i've put mm-hmm. into the doc here but as far as like the introduction we have the introduction of rusty and the the sort of transition from Rusty being a house cat to going to the clan and getting his apprentice name and everything. I, I don't have anything too interesting to say about that. It continues to be like well structured as the the setup of the hero's journey kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I really love the fight kind of showing how
0: much they value symbology in the groups, uh, because, you know, his, collar gets torn off and they're like oh well that's clearly a sign that he's no longer going to be a kitty pet and he's welcome to be here and then firepaw immediately like recognizing this and like okay then i'm going to bury it in the ground to like hammer home that point point." Mm-hmm. and it just i don't know thinking about that scene specifically like no wonder he's star clan's special little boy because <laughs> he like gets it without needing to be
1: Yeah, I think and I think that that's the thing that I really noticed on this read Mm -hmm. um, that even the rest of the cats acknowledge is that there is a level of intuition and a level of empathy, but not even necessarily in like a sympathy way, but empathy in like he and we see this in his dad. We see this in Jake, Mm -hmm. too, that Firepaw knows how to communicate Mm -hmm. with other people. Like he knows how to communicate. He is a good communicator. Yeah. He is thoughtful. He is really good at problem solving, at de-escalation. He really
0: is. And you know what? Like, usually I would be like, this is a child. How could he be that good at this? But also, I found myself
1: really enjoying it. Yeah. Tell talk about that a little bit because you are you have been uh, I have been put on record on as a fire. Mike, as a fire, fire hater as a
0: fire star hater. I think the thing is. A lot of my dislike of his character comes later on when mm-hmm. he is less of a protagonist and more of Star Clan's specialist little boy. But you know, seeing him as a as a apprentice again was just like, oh yeah, actually, I love this guy. He is <laughs> he is able to take things in stride and he cares so much about people he barely knows. And he just is, he's got this capacity for bonding with others. Truly, Firepaw, I love him. <laughs> I think yeah. I think I love him. <laughs> he's just a little guy and he's so, he doesn't know what to do all the time. He's willing to like ask for help. Yeah. Like so many other protagonists would be like, oh no, I, I can take care of this whole Ravenpaw tiger thing on my own. But he's like, no, I need to get. Greatpa involved. I need to get Blue Star involved. Like, this is not something I can do by myself. I just think he's, like, a really fun protagonist. I've missed... I've missed him.
1: He is more emotionally mature than mm-hmm. we see a lot of protagonists. He is. And I feel like he's more emotionally
0: mature as an apprentice than he is later on in some of the books. We'll have to see. I... I, I feel like he does some some nonsense later on but I also could be misremembering
1: um but yeah I yeah, feel like I can't, he's... Remember, I can't remember if he does nonsense or not I mean probably <laughs> um but yeah I just I really enjoyed how quickly he
0: learned and how quickly he took to the customs while still being like I don't know if this is exactly how things should go uh and it is that that I think makes him such a good audience stand in for these mm-hmm. first several books
1: yeah, he's really good at being the audience surrogate in the way that he is learning things, but not so drastically like, oh, what's going on? Mm-hmm. That it feels uh, like it takes you out of the story yeah,
0: and over-explaining. It's not like I'm getting an expository essay on how the warrior cats work.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, Though there is there are a couple of scenes that come off as not super strongly as that, but enough that it made me laugh when there's something about the scene when White Storm is kind of showing him around mm-hmm. the uh, the the camp, the ThunderClan camp. I can't remember specifically what he said, but he said something that I was like, this is so like peak fantasy book expository. Right. <laughs> Oh, one of it is that Graypaw, Graypaw, it's also Graypaw keeps, like, whispering things to, to Firepaw, yeah. <laughs> like, when they're in the middle of things in, like, a really cute way. I love their friendship so much. Oh, my God. Can we talk about them? I love yeah. them so dearly. I've
0: always, like, no matter what my feelings for Fireheart, Paw, Star has been, I have always loved their friendship. It's so they good. Our absolute besties like those two would go to the ends of the earth for each other the one thing that i wrote down (laughs) is there's a moment where firepaw graypaw and ravenpaw are all training and ravenpaw and firepaw are getting scolded for like not doing things correctly or sassing back to to tiger tiger claw and lion heart and gray is just like cracking jokes to kind of bring down the tension yes oh my he's god
1: he's like well i'm a lopsided badger it just like stumbles around the the uh and they're like the Greypaw, we don't have time for hawk. this but it
0: completely like defuses the situation and
1: oh god he's... i love him <sighs> gray is such a delight and such a great thing for Firepaw to have in this, in this moment of transition in his life that there is this cat that just immediately 100,000% accepts him and is like, yeah, this dude is cool. Yeah. I get like, this dude gets me. I get this dude. We're besties. It really is like Mm -hmm. walking up to that one person on the playground and you immediately are like, okay, we're inseparable now.
0: Um, Yeah, exactly. We're, we're bonded for life. We're they are life. a pair. Do not
1: separate. Do not
0: separate. There's also, you know, there's and I, I don't think I remember this when I was first reading back in my youth. But I just noticed just how many little scenes there are of Firepaw, Graypaw and Ravenpaw like being goofballs together. Yeah, that just one like, scene they're where they're all tussling. Around. <laughs> mm-hmm. And they're like
1: after, playing after with each catches, other. After Ravenpaw catches the adder. God, I love um, that scene so and much. And is like, Ravenpaw, you're so cool. And puts the adder body on top of the stump that the apprentices sleep in. And then they're all just like messing around, wrestling. And they knock the
0: adder off and they get freaked out. It's so fun. Yeah, it's so, it's so good. lighthearted. And I just feel like this book did a really good job in balancing the drama with the moments of, like, Slice of Life. Yeah. Because, you know, we've been reading a lot of super editions. And we've noticed a lot of, like, Slice of Life that does not need to be there. And I think Right, this and it book, just doesn't feel good in the
1: way that this does. Yeah,
0: this feels so much better, and it's really fun.
1: You know why? Because a lot of the slice of life that we saw in, uh, in those is, like, bullying. Yeah, it is. <laughs> this is just them having fun. This is just them being, like, happy kids. Oh, every time Ravenpaw is like freaking out about something and firepaw just goes over or graypaw and they just like lick him between his ears or or nuzzle up to him and and give him like a little bit of of affection uh oh, ravenpaw there... my anxious boy my my anxious son my son burdened with responsibility <gasps> oh he's just a boy um speaking of speaking of ravenpaw yeah the way that he is treated by Tigerclaw, fucking unacceptable. See, you say that, but we saw how Thistleclaw treated Tiger Paw. I know, and it's so good that this is the uh like the continuation of that. Mm-hmm. Because nobody did anything about
0: Thistleclaw doing that for Tiger Paw, so of course nobody's gonna do that for Tigerclaw treating Ravenpaw that way.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and mm-hmm. when I say cycles. unacceptable, I mean just from like a oh, I hate yeah. Like I hate to see it happening. He's but, so but it mean is, to my son. He's so mean. There is a scene when he literally tries to get this child run over by a car. Literally. In front of the leader of his clan and nobody does anything. He's like, Ravenpaw, you know, you you should go first across across the very dangerous road. <laughs> And, yeah. every, and blue star is just like no, no, Ooh, I'll go first. No, they've I don't never, think so. They've, they've never, done never done this before. crossed it before. Like you have to, yeah. Blue star, my girl, use your gray matter. Well, as we'll talk about
0: blue star's gray matter later on. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, anyways. that was out of, out of pocket. I totally forgot that he was like, yeah, you should go first, which, you know, he kind of passes it off as like, you know, his typical pushing Ravenpaw too hard kind of thing of like, my, my apprentice has to impress me, mm-hmm. uh, which is probably why Blue Star is not like, why are you trying to kill him? Mm-hmm. Um, but it is very much more of like, you're being too hard on him. Let me, let me go.
1: S- God, so- he's so... He's so much manipulate, mansplain, manslaughter. Yeah, exactly. Tiger Claw is so much. Um, He's so much.
0: There was a line from Lionheart that now that we know about Pine Star and Lionheart's like relationship, just hits a little different. Uh, he mentions to Firepaw at some point. He says, "You cannot live with a paw in each world." And I'm just like, "Yeah, Lionheart, you would know that, wouldn't you? Because you caught your you would you caught your leader. You would two-timing. know that Lionheart." Ugh lionheart MVP. what a fucking good man i forgot he died in this book and i'm so he dies, i'm he so dies sad so early he does it's depressing because he's such a good man yeah he's a good man savannah it's a good, a good, good man <laughs> yeah i really i loved lionheart's relationship with the apprentices i thought it was really interesting to see like the fact that he and tiger claw are both training basically all three apprentices at this point yeah i thought was a really interesting uh interesting thing so they're getting like this this balance and this also like more harsh kind of vibe so it is very it is very interesting
1: i think it was a another good storytelling Mm -hmm. uh like, ploy to do that so that you could have the two playing against each other in that way. Yeah, and, exactly. And, and use Lionheart's very level headed and uh, fair and even keel personality mm-hmm. to highlight just how, uh, like, excitable and angry and, like, overreactive Tiger Claw can be.
0: Yeah. Absolutely.
1: Uh, one more Tiger Claw note is I do want to mention the time where he specifically orders Firepaw to hunt near Two-leg place and then uses that against him. Oh God, uh, yeah. With the scene with Smudge, when when Firepaw happens to run into to Smudge, his old friend from when he was a house cat. Um, and they talk for a few minutes, and this is during an evaluation that Tiger Claw set up. To check out the apprentices' hunting skills, and he chose where each of them went. Uh, he also sent Ravenpaw to Snake Rocks, which is where we saw Mapleshade freckle Frecklewish. Well, no, he's sent- fucking dangerous over there. He's been trying. This man has been trying to set up killing his apprentice for the whole book.
0: Yeah, because I was gonna say, didn't he send Ravenpaw to Snake Rocks on a different thing, and then he sent him to Shadow Clan, like nearer Shadow Clan
1: territory in this one? No, it was Snake Rocks for this. And then later he sends Ravenpaw specifically to hunt in Shadow Clan territory. Right. Which is clearly like he's just setting mm-hmm. up that boy to either be accused of treachery or get by murdered. him or just be straight up killed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he is so villainous it's oh, but i can just so i can good. just see him going to blue star and being like you know i don't even know why he chose to hunt near Two like place mm-hmm. when he literally told him to go there yeah exactly Ooh, it's oh. not even in the book but thinking about it makes me mad yeah in like a fun in like a fun way yeah tiger
0: did. claw so here's the thing about tiger claw he's such a fun vi- like like He's the kind of villain you love to
1: hate. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because Definitely. he is so
0: fucking conniving. And every so... time,
1: every time he does some shit.
0: Yeah. You know, and he's just uh, got this shit eating grin on his face because he's like, I know you can't
1: prove it was me, bitch. Mm hmm. Oh, little bastard. Just want to pick him up and shake him around. <laughs> You're not that big. Pick him up by the. I'm, a, of he- I'm an adult. Pick him up. <laughs> put him, put in him in a carrier. a baby carrier. <laughs> Who's the widow <little> baby? <laughs> Who's the widow baby? He's like, I'm gonna fucking
0: kill you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of world building, I did want to point out, and I noticed you put it on here too. Uh, we get the explanation for what sharing tongues means. Yeah, it's just kind of hanging out. Grooming each other, sharing the news of the day.
1: I really love it. I think it's just such a nice aspect of clan life. I agree. I love I love that it's like we have we like have a snack and then we all sit down and we take a bath and we chat. Yeah, it's great. It's the best. I that's that's the ideal. The I the ideal uh come come over and we can hang out on the floor together.
0: Literally, they just have floor time together.
1: They have floor time. It's so good.
0: Yeah. Which, you know what? Like, that is exactly what I like to do when I hang out with my friends, is eat a snack, oh, yeah. lace about, and just talk about nothing. It's great. Just talk. Yeah, just chat. Oh, I want to talk about Yellow Fang and Firepaw's relationship. Yes. Tell me
1: about Yellowfang oh and Firepaw. god, I love it.
0: <laughs> it's so I good. forgot, like, so here's the thing, like, it has been years since I've read this book. I forgot how much time he spends with her. And he, he is so fucking sassy with her. And this is just yeah, another so thing good. about, like, his intuition. Like, he knows pity is not going to go anywhere with her. Mm-hmm. And he knows that she can dish it out just as hard as she can take it. So mm-hmm. he fucking
1: sasses her. And, and he it, knows that that he's never going to earn her respect if he doesn't sass exactly. her. Exactly. He, right? yeah. he
0: knows that if he doesn't show that he is tough she is never going to respect him. And the, the funniest scene is when he like actually snaps at her and she starts laughing but he thinks she's fucking thinks in having the attack. a fit. Yes. Yeah. And he's like, "Oh my god, I've killed her." I've killed. And then he's I've like, "Oh no, wait, her. she's just laughing." And that was like the moment where I was like, "This is such a good relationship."
1: It's so good and it's so Thinking back to all the, all the shit that Yellow Fang went through immediately before this, and <laughs> mm-hmm. then she's got this kid. It's just like, uh he, he
0: very much feels like a surrogate son to her. Mm-hmm. You know, she has dealt with so much loss, and she never really got to be the mother to her, her child that she wanted to be. And then there's yeah. this little kid here who's like, I'm... I'm not going to leave you alone even if you tell me to. (laughs) And she's Mm. like, Jesus Christ, just go away. And he's like, nope, I've got to take care of you. It's my sense of duty. I'm very strong in my sense of duty and I'm very honorable and I'm going to do this. And they just start like they have such a good banter. They have such a good rapport with each other. And I really he's like the one who believes in her because he spent so much time with her. And he's like the only one who would like, you know, if any other cat had been given the job of like you have to just take care of Yellow Fang they would not have done it with the amount of empathy that he does exactly yellow fang so traumatized oh,
1: so she, traumatized like
0: so tired she you know, like the she... fact that she just like offers for this strange cat to kill her because she's like I just I can't do this anymore she breaks
1: my heart <sighs> i love her She's so good, and her story is so sad. I really enjoy the kind of light touch that a lot of that stuff is uh, like shown with here, with like the little hints that are dropped with mm-hmm. uh, about like the the actual history of how she got uh, exiled from mm-hmm. Shadow Clan um, in these conversations with Firepaw. The moment of um, one of the kits barreling into her and her snapping like at one of the ThunderClan kits and, and just sort of dropping bad things happen to kits when I seem to happen to kits when I'm around. Ugh. Oh, yeah.
0: Devastating. And then when she finds out that Broken Star is the one who killed his dad, like.
1: Yes. Oh, oh. And she just like collapses and she's not fighting back. It's uh, so in heartbreaking. Moment. Oh, I also love the scene uh, the the reveal of like Firepaw darting into the nursery during the attack um, and seeing her like over all of the kits protecting them. Yeah, crouched and protect crouched over and protecting all of Thunderclan's kits from Blackfoot. Ugh, uh, so Just, good. Mmm, tasty. Good, Absolutely good shit. Delicious. Love Yellowfang. I love her. She's great. Should we move on to uh to speaking about our other medicine cat briefly? We should. Y'all We're are fucking with... stupid. <laughs> We're back with Spotted Leaf. So 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 give us the the lowdown on on like take us to a little mini sharing tongues, a little mini fan yeah, So to tell me about Spotted Leaf.
0: For years, people have fucking hated Spotted Leaf because they have thought that because Spotted Leaf showed like attention to Firepaw, like Talked to him basically, <laughs> literally <laughs> that she was grooming him. Like, no, they. There is uh, reading through this. I literally saw like no hint of romantic feelings between the two of them, except for there's one moment where he like mentions how uh like warm her her breath is when she's like handing him the the herbs, and then he also says like dear spotted leaf when she
1: dies. Right. But like all of it is coming from his perspective also which i think is very important and also
0: it's like no different than how any of the other cats view spottedleaf she's generally very loved by the clan yeah like they all like her graypaw even mentions like how pretty she is originally yeah, so they like talk a lot remarking that- about how beautiful this cat is is not like firepaw showing
1: romantic interest I don't know, and I I know I I like mentioned this in our in our DMs before we hopped on to record, but also like even even if you read this stuff from Firepaw as him having romantic feelings, mm-hmm. that's on his end. Like children and teenagers can. Have like sort of these these sort of proto crushes on adults. That's like mm-hmm. part of growing up and figuring out what having feelings is. That doesn't mean that that they are being actively groomed by adults yeah. that they show interest in. Yes, I absolutely. And the other thing is
0: like we will see leaf more uh, in in Star Clan later on. And it is at that point when she is dead and Fireheart is an adult that more romantic stuff starts to kind of come through. But like, I don't feel like there's ever a point where he like genuinely thinks they're going to be together.
1: Yeah, I
0: don't think that that... Uh... It feels just very much like a crush. Yeah, I feel like, like, which is fine, guys. It's okay. People have crushes.
1: It's okay.
0: Characters can have crushes on characters that they don't end up with in the end of the story. Like, it's fine. I promise. It's gonna be okay. (laughs) It's gonna be okay. Also, characters can have crushes on more than one character at a time. It's fine. Mm -hmm. It's normal. Anyway, I can't rant
1: right now. We can't do it. (laughs) Uh but yeah, I mean it was just, it's like it's kind of absurd how little there is for these people for for fans to go on with this uh like theory. Yes. Um, truly she touches his cheek one time.
0: Yeah, you know, if anything, Greypaw and Ravenpaw are more all over
1: Firepaw than she is. <laughs> like all of the thing is that cats are a cats are physically affectionate they in that really way also. Are. Like that's how cats communicate with each other, which is not to say that it can't be like they're anthropomorphized. There's a lot of human like emotions and and human Mm -hmm. societal expectations that we might project project onto the cats. Um, But still, like, guys, (laughs) I can understand I can understand where the instinct comes from. But Mm -hmm. I think that people need to take a breath.
0: Yeah. I think there's maybe a little bit too much stretching going on. And the thing is, she is barely in this fucking book.
1: She's barely in the book. And people make a bit like we're, dear listener, if you're not part of this fandom and like, don't. Haven't engaged with it or looked at it in any way. There is like a lot of spotted leaf discourse. Yeah,
0: for how f- little she is in this book, literally, people fucking hate her, and it if is you so Google wild. Google spotted leaf. Don't Google spotted leaf. First of all, it's fair, <laughs> but yeah, no, it is. F- it is wild how much hate this female character gets for being in literally like only alive in one book of the original series and like that was enough back then for people not to like her yeah it was wild it's it's a lot it's a Um, lot but you know whatever we can't really we can't change people
1: yeah more more fun note i don't know interesting note a different different note uh there's a there's a there's like a world building bit in here uh that the nursing queens share equal care of the kits which is something we've been advocating for we've We've been advocating for this and we have not seen it up until this point, not just in the Dawn of the Clans era, but also in the Super Editions that took place immediately before this. Mm -hmm. I don't know why they retconned that so immediately. There's definitely moments in the
0: Super Editions where a queen will care for another queen's kits, but it's usually not because it is an expected duty, but because the queen who is supposed to care for the kits has something wrong.
1: Right. Exactly. It is usually in a situation. It is not it is not like, you know, one queen is I mean, occasionally there is moments when like one queen will be like, OK, I'll watch the kits while uh while like you go out for a walk or whatever, but not like there is a there is a very distinct moment in here where it is like. Two queens passing each other, coming like one coming out of the nursery, one going into the nursery, and there is like a a wordless communication of like a shift change Mm -hmm. that just is not present in a lot of other books. I mean, we look at in in Shadow Clan in Yellowfang's Secret, we had a queen who was completely resentful of having to take care of another. Kit, who didn't even have, like, was seemingly orphaned. Right. I just thought that was interesting. I mean, we're going to get a cat named Daisy later, who basically who, takes like, this role. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But I just thought that it it stuck out to me because we have, uh we had a whole long discussion about this during Mothlight's vision and Dawn of the mm-hmm. Clans and everything. Speaking of Dawn of the Clans, do you ever just think about how quiet rain's bones are under the Great Rock? <laughs> It's kind of fucked up isn't it it's kind of fucked up I can't stop thinking about it every time they go to a gathering I'm like her bones are under there there have been her a lot of cats died there. there a lot of cats died cats, there a lot of cats fucking died there you know uh kind of fucked up uh you know if two guys were on the moon and one shot the other one would that be fucked up or what yeah um
0: uh, I noticed here you wrote about the apprentices making the journey to the moonstone.
1: Yes. Yeah. Okay, so we've kind of been confused about this the entire road. Yes, to because Rusty. both of us mis- have have I suppose misremembered the way that this works. Because we were reading the super editions and neither of us remembered uh apprentices going to share tongues with Star Clan. Right, as and- part of their their apprentice training.
0: Right. And according to this book, it is not quite that. It is supposed to be just them going to the moonstone. Right.
1: Not and making making the journey to the moonstone, but not necessarily going to actually speak with Star in the way that we saw in like Tall Star. Every Revenge other cat. Or Blue Star's <laughs> Prophecy, yeah. Um which I think makes more
0: sense because it's saying to all of the cats like all apprentices like you could be a leader one day and need to come here so you should know how to get here
1: right exactly um Um, and and we get in this in this book specifically like firepaw is invited by bluestar to come in and sit by the moonstone but he is not like given the instructions to actually communicate with star clan yeah
0: and it is also like he's kind of expected to keep watch over her
1: yeah it is it is sort of a bodyguard situation Mm -hmm.
0: you're right well yeah
1: i'm still gonna keep an eye on this to see anything i I want to know where it changes when it changes
0: if it changes
1: yeah because i i do not remember this being a thing that happens once we get to the lake and we're going to the moon pool so i'm i'm curious to kind of keep an eye on that this moment there's a a moment before like the last it's the last interaction that graypaw has with lionheart who is his mentor before lionheart ends up dying and it is graypaw affectionately headbutting lionheart and i'm so normal about it and Mm -hmm. fine about it and not sad at all and not like absolutely devastated yeah not fucking devastated by it or anything Mm -hmm. hurts me hurts me hurts me so bad my my last note that i've that i've written here is just i want more white storm that is all i fucking love white storm man what a great great. dude this there's rules the 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 whole thing at, at the end of the book, at the climax of the book, when Whitestorm just totally puts his trust in Firepaw, mm, mm. so good. good Just good. It's just good, you know? Yeah.
0: He's just good. I have one thing that's going to be difficult to bring up because it is a visual thing, and this is an audio podcast.
1: Mm-hmm. We'll do our best.
0: We'll do our best. I have here with me uh, both a new printing of Into the Wild and an old printing of Into the Wild. And I know I've mentioned before being confused about the new maps. And I'm correct to be confused about the new maps, because they do change the placement of some things.
1: Oh, really? Oh,
0: shit. (laughs) On these maps. Yeah. So on these maps, high stones in the old map looks more like a quarry than part of a mountain. Interesting. Uh, Whereas on the, the new maps, it looks very much like, oh, yep, this is part of a mountain.
1: I mean, it is sort of described as a quarry because mm-hmm. they, they talk about it being a very rectangular opening. Like it is literally a, a thing that has been man-made into the mountain.
0: Mm-hmm. In the new kind of map, Snake Rocks is further into ThunderClan territory than it was on the original map, where it is like basically on the border of ShadowClan and ThunderClan's territory. Same thing with like the sandy hollow gets shifted over a little bit closer to tall pines. But the most interesting thing, and this is where my conspiracy comes in, is sunning rocks. Because in the new map, the river has more of a bend to it and sunning rocks is very much more on like what looks like would be River Clan territory than Thunder Clan territory at all. Interesting. So I am simply fascinated because in the in the in the original map, there's like a, the river is a very straight line and Sunning Rocks is like very clearly on the Thunder Clan side. Like it looks basically like yeah, that makes sense that they would have Thunder the Sunning Rocks. Mm-hmm. But on this other map the river has like a several deep bends to it and sunny yeah. rocks almost looks like it is jutting into the river clan territory so that is fascinating to me I uh, have, that they would make that decision i have a
1: a possible uh i have something to add to this which is yes. that in one of the short stories, when reading through Code of the Clans, mm-hmm. they do mention at, at some point that at one point the river flooded and when the flood receded, the entire river path had changed. Mmm. Interesting. So sometime in the history uh, of the, the clans, there was a change to the, to the river's path.
0: That is that is true and that is interesting. But it's al- also interesting that two copies of Into the Wild have it in different places.
1: Yes, that is that is that specifically mm-hmm. is concerning. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um,
0: but anyway, that's just a fun thing I noticed. Hell yeah. <laughs> Do you want to
1: should... take us to the Erin Corner? Yeah, I'll take us to the Erin Corner. Uh <laughs> I want to open the Erin corner. I was reading I was reading some uh some uh of the Erin chats which are sort of Q&As that that uh Charith Baldry and Kate Carey and Victoria Holmes did over the course of a couple of years uh like sort of in the in the in the the height of creating the Warrior Cats books and I found this one <laughs> That just really resonated with me and with uh, our whole podcast, which is question. Will StarClan ever actually cause misfortune on a clan or fight with a clan? And Cherith Baldry's answer was, uh, no plans at present. I think StarClan's normal way of working isn't to interfere directly with clan life, but to guide through dreams and signs Uh, on this page on the wiki. At the end of every question and answer, there is a section called outcome. Uh, So, so we had the question, we had the answer. No, I don't think there's going to be any problem, says Cherith Baldry. All it says in outcome is the word false. (laughs) False. (laughs) False. Which, you know, false. False. They've already caused so much trouble, and they're going to continue causing trouble. Um uh, they're gonna cause misfortune, man. They're causing so much misfortune. Anyways, that just made me laugh so hard. Um, continuing on the errand corner, there is not too much, uh, to find on the actual writing of this first book. Unfortunately, I couldn't find, like, any anecdotes or anything. But, uh, it's been a while since I've gone over exactly how, uh, sort of the errands came to be, so this felt like a good place to to revisit that. So to put it in very plain terms, uh, Victoria Holmes, aka Vicky Holmes, is a London-based editor, and she was approached by HarperCollins to develop a series about feral cats. She was approached directly by a publisher, which is very, very not how it works in publishing today. Like, I have, I don't have, like, direct first-person experience in publishing, but I, I am sort of quietly working on looking for uh, literary representation for, for some of my own creative works. And so like, I know that this is not, they don't just, they just you, in, in 2023, they do not just approach you and be like, hey, would you write a series for us? So I just think that's really fascinating. Uh, Vicky has, in her words, described herself as more of a dog person. Um, and she also says that she struggles with the genre space of fantasy. So she recruited Kate Carey and Cherith Baldry, two writers that she knew from her editor job, to sort of do the manuscripts themselves. So until her retirement in 2017, Vicky was largely in charge of outlining the books and creating the characters, and then either Kate or Cherith, depending on the book, would come in and flesh out the full manuscript, and then Vicky would get it again for doing edits. So that's sort of the production pipeline of a warrior book. That is what we uh, we see here, uh, apparently with Kate being our author for this book. I think that she did, we've talked a lot. we talked a lot about the the, the prologue, which was great. I think that Kate did a really good job introducing the world here with into the wild. There's a there's some things that were sort of changed or clarified in future works. I thought it was really really noticeable to me that they never mentioned the name of a kit at all Mm. in this book. So I don't think they had worked out that the kits would have the kit suffix yet. Um, That is interesting. Yeah. uh, Because no, no kit is ever named in this book. It is always just the kits and then they are described sometimes by their coat color or general like look.
0: Yeah. And none of them are listed in the allegiances of the first book either.
1: Exactly. Yeah. But but the overall groundwork of how warriors society works, how the cosmology of Star Clan and everything works, the code is set up well, so it's all just very solid world building. A really good first book. Good job, Kate Carey. Great time. Yeah. That's our Aaron Corner. Uh, thank you very much. Woohoo! Let's now, let's share yeah. tongues. Let's share tongues. Tell me about tell me about the fans. Oh man, fucking I loved doing this
0: one because there's so many <laughs> fucking memes. Um <laughs> the first one I found is somebody took a text post from Tumblr and then drew a blue star and firepaw um uh, with the caption this happened probably. Uh the <laughs> user is jellyfish parade uh and the text post that Blue, pa- or Blue Star is like speaking is we're all so lucky that a cat can be orange. That's such an incredible color for a cat to be. And she's just looking down. And she's at just looking down at him. Yeah, it's so funny. <laughs>
1: it's so good.
0: Uh, also, there's quite a bit of Blue Star and Yellow Fang ship art, which I 100% support because as I was reading through this with my uh, gay glasses on, I was noticing just how much and like part of it is definitely because they are both mothers who had to give up their kits for what they thought was the betterment of their clan. And they like very clearly have shared trauma that they understand the other one is going through, even though they don't know that's what the other one went through. Mm-hmm. Um, but they like, there is just this like weird understanding between the two of like, they look at each other and they're like, yes, I see myself in her
1: kind of thing. Yeah. Um. Old Lady Yuri is where it's at. <laughs> I I cannot stop thinking about the phrase "Old Lady Yuri." Thank you so much. You're it's true. so welcome. Yes, yeah, I it's I really great. I There's can really get art. down
0: with the with the blue star and yellow fang ship. I think that's a really really fun way to take it.
1: I just like I just like the idea of of older older cats being lesbians. I do you know? too. Yeah. You know what? Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Uh, we've got another
0: fucking comic. There's so many fun little comics and memes <laughs> yeah. in. The fandom for Into the Wild specifically me. about Blue Star and Firepaw's conversation where she asks him to come live with them. Uh, mm-hmm. This one, the first, is uh, by user Beetleshade. The first. <laughs> The first panel is Blue Star saying, "Come live in the woods with us," and Rusty saying, "No thanks. I actually like eating and being warm." The <laughs> Next panel is Blue Star saying, "You know they're going to cut off your nuts, though, right?" <laughs> it's just a
1: distraught-looking Rusty saying, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> if you if you are are listening to this but haven't read the book. That's not an exaggeration. Of yeah, what no, <laughs> they
0: literally say you know that if you stay with your humans, they're gonna take you to get your balls chopped off, right?
1: Um, I've <laughs> never, I've never owned a a male cat. Do they really change that much after after? Yes, you, you, so you cut them off. They don't
0: change. They don't change to the extent that um uh, uh Henry the cat that they mention or Smudge the cat that they mention in here changes, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but. When a tom does get neutered, uh, so if, 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 a, if a tom is not neutered, they will get jowls on their face. Oh. Um, so if you see a, a male cat that's got like a really thick, wide face, it usually means he was either neutered too late or has not been neutered. Interesting. Neutered t- toms, unless they are like extraterritorial or like neurotic, tend to not spray Right, yeah, that I knew. This is not always true. I have dealt with several cats uh, in my time that were (laughs) neutered males who did in fact spray. I don't think it really affects the energy as much as they are saying it does. Because, you know, I have had a few male cats and they have all been neutered. And it really is more of a a personality thing. Like, Mm -hmm. uh, our very first cat was a black male cat. And he was just like the chillest dude ever. He he let anything go. Our second male cat that we had named Duke, uh, he was a very friendly, very personal, personable cat, Uh, decently active, and definitely when he was a kitten, like he was a little spitfire. Mm -hmm. Um, Got into all sorts of trouble. Uh, And then my kitten Link that we had last year, he was just very rambunctious uh and he was definitely neutered but he was just like this boy was always on 110 percent energy levels like he would not stop uh so yeah i don't think it actually does as much as they kind of say it does but there are definitely things that do like physically change about uh cats that are neutered
1: that is so and i did not know that about that uh unneutered males will get jowls mm-hmm. um that puts into perspective so much more the, the reason that there's this seed where where in this book where firepaw is like they have are the warriors that i live with have such broad faces mm-hmm. and smudge's face is so skinny yep <laughs> <laughs> exactly. now i know the yeah. more you know uh this next one is uh
0: from duskstar727 uh, and it is a, a play on a meme that was going around Tumblr for a while, uh, a little while back. Uh, hey, yeah, I'm really sorry, but I kind of convinced your boyfriend to run away and join Thunder Clan. Yeah, it was so he wouldn't get his balls chopped off. And yeah, they have some sort of prophecy about him in a fire. Yes, he's being bullied by the adults around him because of the circumstances of his birth. Yeah, he's feeling very isolated. No, he's never coming back, I'm sorry. Uh, he thinks he's better off miserable there than happy as a kitty pet. God, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Great. Love that. Uh, somebody did some art of, uh, <laughs> there's some some more Yellow Fang Blue Star ship art uh, <laughs> with Firepaw saying, why does Blue Star call you baby girl in the so Mob good. Psycho uh, 100 meme style uh, vibe. <laughs> it's so good. Love that. Uh, somebody else drew uh, some of the main players of this book as cats in a dating sim, and I need that to be real. Uh, it's got Ravenpaw looking all nervous and sweaty, and it's like, I, uh, I'm i Ravenpaw. And then Graypaw's, hi, I'm Graypaw, let me show you around. Uh, and Firepaw's like, I'm glad to not be the only new cat in ThunderClan. And then you got Tigerclaw, and it's, you feel a sense of dread crawling over your spine from the silence. <laughs> and he's just glaring with it's like this so glowing good. yellow eye. I really want this to be real it would be it would be fun i need it i did go on to this person's page they are an ao3 writer so i'm gonna have to check out their stuff but they also put in there about i think about milf tiger star every day (laughs) what does that mean yeah i what does that mean explain yourself (laughs) <laughs> oh, I'm sending this to you, but we cannot talk about it right now. <laughs> okay. 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 Uh there's a lot of really good Firepaw art, especially because we just
1: had the 20th anniversary this year. True. Um, so I got a lot of uh so a lot there's of old a l- fans are returning.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of Happy 20th anniversary stuff of people just drawing Firepaw because they're like, this is the boy. This is the one who's like, happy birthday, Firepaw. The, the one, the one who's happy birthday, Firepaw. Yeah. Uh, in terms of AMVs, I got to mention Where Your Cat's Animated, it's a fan project that's coming out uh, where they are fully animating into the wild, I believe. The animation style is gorgeous. They've been like putting out all of their, their stuff as they've been working out on it on their Twitter uh very excited to see where it goes yeah um, it's a great look it yeah it's so good they have like a really stellar team and so many of the like character designers i think are people who like grew up doing the warrior amvs and stuff it's really really cool i'm i'm so so stoked can never escape amv set to greatest showman tracks there is in fact one of them for into the wild and we found uh, ye old SSS warrior cats, which it is <laughs> peak two thousands. It looks like the low res anime that you would watch on YouTube in ten parts. It's it's, it's got, so good. It's got Japanese translations underneath yes. the English captions and the sounds that the cats make. the The audio. Is like... It's so crunchy. You know, you know, like, people who know, know. But, like, early 2000s dub Mm -hmm. voice is basically Mm -hmm. what all the voice acting is like in this. It's so... Like, I'm not saying this to make fun of it. Because I think this is so, so fun and good. It's so clearly anime inspired. It's so fun. This video has been up since for 14 years uh, and the comments and the people like the comments are still like somebody coming in one one month ago 14 years since this came out and I can't believe how much anime has developed since this this was amazing to watch though <laughs> um, both the video in the description just oozes late 2000s fandom energy and I love it this is beautiful I can see why it's a part of warrior cats history it's like great it is it is genuinely like required viewing.
1: It's really good. There's also, I don't know if you got to watch it, but somebody did like an anime opening AM inspired AMV.
0: Oh, there's like a lot of people did AMVs using the uh, the animated <laughs> SSS Warrior Cats stuff.
1: Yeah, it they they did it, but they did a fully animated like map except it's just one person. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Uh, an AMV that is, like, using these designs and clearly inspired by, like, the look and the feel of this. And it's so good. I love that. Um, It's great. Highly recommend watching that.
0: Yeah, definitely,
1: definitely look that up.
0: Uh, On AO3, I didn't really, like, do a ton of searching, like, because all of the main characters of this are persistent throughout so many books. They're going to be around for a while. They're going to be around for a while. So I didn't really like go a deep dive on like specific characters, but I did look, uh, there are 46 tagged specifically for Into the Wild. And I was, it was really interesting to notice not a lot of them are like fix-its where it's like, I'm going to tell this better. It's a lot of like canon divergence stuff like cool. what if what if firepaw had been brought to river clan or what if firepaw had been brought to wind clan instead mm-hmm. um, it was very cool to see that and i found a couple of fakes that i definitely want to read oh yeah um it looks i mean like you know very clearly this book is rightfully cherished by the fandom yeah and i just think that's really nice to see so much love for it in this in this deep dive here
1: Got anything else to say or should we head into our warrior cat of the week? I think that's about all I have to say about the fandom stuff. Tell me about your pick. My pick
0: is Graypaw. Oh, hell yeah! Solely because I just think I was like, I was so like, I've always loved him. He's always been one of my favorites, but just seeing how like much personality he has as a secondary character and like i mentioned the whole making jokes to kind of diffuse the situations and trusting firepaw when he's like are you sure we can trust yellowfang and he's like yeah we can he's like all right if my bestie says so then yeah that's for sure i just really loved their connection and their bond so i picked graypaw it's so good who'd you pick
1: i also picked graypaw (laughs) yay Lionheart, both Lionheart and Ravenpaw were runners oh, up for me. easily. But oh. uh, Graypaw stood out to me a lot for sort of the same reasons that, that you said. I think in previous readings, I've taken him for granted a little bit as being like the best friend guy, mm-hmm. you know, and sort of like not, not really thinking too much about it. But he has such a delightful presence in the books. He does. Um, and... It was great to see him here, uh, like being introduced with everybody and just like had a great, uh, like effect on the narrative. Yeah. In a lot of ways. Love him. Love that we've chose. I could have sworn you were going for Ravenpaw. So I, I like that we ended up, uh, aligned here. I, I feel like that's been the case for a lot of,
0: a lot of our recent books. I feel like we've had very similar choices
1: yeah you know sometimes there's just a, a clear really winner clear standout
0: yeah well All right is that thank is you that guys so much enjoy. for listening to us yeah, head, yeah let's head on into the aisle true
1: do you have a standout or uh, any thoughts or opinions or questions or memes uh write to us at pauseandclawspod at gmail That's pause, as in what a cat has. Claws, as in the part of speech. Pod, as in podcast. We are also on Twitter at pause and and on Tumblr at pauseclawspod. Listeners who are 18 years and older can come join us on Discord, which will be linked in the show notes. You can find me on Twitter or Tumblr or Blue Sky at HumbleGoat, and you can see the art that I do, including our podcast cover art, at scoutwilkinson.myportfolio.com. Those links, as well as my Kofi page, will also be in the show notes.
0: And you can find me on Twitter at plot underscore twists on Blue Sky at plot-twists, or on Tumblr at antique-romantic. Our next episode will be out in two weeks, where we will discuss book two of The Prophecies Begin, Fire and Ice. Read along by buying the book from a local bookstore or checking out a copy from your local library. Until then, dear listeners, may StarClan guide your paws.